It's me, Roz. First of all, thank you guys. I got so many nice messages. That episode last week was so fun. And I'm so happy that so many people enjoyed it. I think there might be some new listeners. Hello, welcome. Come on in. Go listen back to all the other old episodes. Um, And thank you guys for all your kind messages about some of the changes I'm doing around here. But seriously, I like, I really want you to know I'm not, I'm not changing. I'm not giving up on the way that the show's always been. It's still going to be that I'm just, there's just this format that I just want to do more. Um, and today is another episode with a comedian who I adore and, uh, she doesn't really have ghost stories of her own, but nonetheless, we talk paranormal. We have a couple chuckles. We'll talk about the Seaford poltergeist, which is a case that I delved into on a Patreon episode a couple months ago, and it's a fascinating one. I'm a little bit tired, and I've been trying to figure out what to do with this information. I posted a video on Patreon a couple weeks ago, um, link in the description, about a ghost relationship that I began a couple of weeks ago. And by that, I mean, I kind of by accident welcomed a ghost into my life, which I know it's way too spot on. It's like, like, seriously, girl, like all you do is talk about ghosts and no, everything's a ghost for you. I know I, I'm skeptical of myself I'm, there's a part of me that's like, no, there's no way. But I can just tell you what I have experienced. And it's real. And it's been happening at nighttime. And it's been messing with my sleep. And I know I was joking last week with Patton and Meredith about, uh, you know, you can't be too thirsty for it because these ghosts don't want to end up on your podcast. Okay, let me just tell you the story. Now, I am not somebody that likes labels of any, I am non-binary, non-trinary, non-quadrupinary, I don't know, I don't want, don't ever, I, I like a lot of different things at once. And when it comes to spiritual practices, religions, I like a lot of them. And I've been dabbling in in a little bit more witchcraft these days I, I really do love witchcraft i think i i find a lot of similarities to a lot of different spiritual practices i just witchcraft smells better i'm just going to say it it smells better than the other ones not not that the other ones have any scent i just really like herbs and candles and oils i also don't like to include any of my spiritual beliefs in the paranormal. Now, listen, I joke all the time when I'm talking on this podcast and stuff, but I really do view myself as a paranormal researcher. And I don't I, I don't like to have any bias because of my own spiritual beliefs. And and I know a lot of people do in their paranormal research, and I love that actually. I think it's great to have a lot of different voices. But for me personally, I just the stance that I take is just to be very open-minded and not and leave my biases at the door and just sort of hear what how things are for other people. I find that fascinating. So anyway, I've been you know I've been doing witchcraft, but I, there's a part of me. I'm kind of a private person. I don't really like to talk about that kind of stuff. I know it's like it's relevant to this story, but. I wouldn't even necessarily say that what I was doing in this moment was witchcraft. It was, I was just trying to, I guess, establish a a connection, trying to find guidance, trying to, um, I I don't know. I was just 
you know, just it's very similar to to being like, are you there, God? It's me. Like kind of doing that. But, um, you know, calling on ancestors, calling on, you know, just that kind of thing. Just just looking for guidance beyond myself. And um, and so I, I don't want to put this in the category necessarily of witchcraft. Um, I'm also slightly embarrassed because I don't want to sound like like I was doing something wrong or like I didn't like I didn't do it right. (laughs) I will say that I went hard when it comes to this ritual of sorts that I was doing, just really focusing in meditating, manifesting, connecting. Like I really, really went for it this time. I think the first thing that happened and I've been trying to log the activity, but I didn't realize that this was going to be a full on relationship when it started. So I think it was, I believe it was not the first night that I initially was saying, Hey, what's going on? You up Uh, to the spirit world? But I think it was the second night, second night I'm laying in bed with my adorable Pomeranian Rocky, who will turn 15 this November. He sleeps so hard. It's actually kind of scary trying to wake him up sometimes. And the two of us are sleeping. And there are two knocks in my bedroom, in the corner of my bedroom, kind of where I keep my my crystals and my all my all that stuff. I hear two knocks on something. And this was not neighbors. This was in the room as far as I can tell. And it woke Rocky up. Rocky peeked his little head up and he was looking around too. And I just thought that that was weird. I went back to bed, whatever. And I was um the next, the next day, of course, I'm Googling, what does two knocks in the middle of the night mean? And I find some janky blog that's like, two knocks in the night means death is coming or something like that. So I'm like, great, this is how I'm going to die. Perfect. So um, <laughs> I file it away, whatever. I go to bed. I believe it was the next night. I'm sleeping peacefully you already know me like I don't I don't have hardly anything interesting ever happened in my dreams I've got some kind of low budget non-union production happening in this brain when I go to bed there's no there's no graphics there's no there's nothing there's the acting is horrible it's just not good so so I don't feel like I was dreaming this and I felt Something crawl into my bed. I felt a person crawl into my bed. I've been single for a, a minute now. I haven't felt anybody crawling in my bed, but I know that feeling. I was not expecting anybody to crawl in my bed. I had no plans for that to happen. My doors are locked. And I, I jot up. And now I don't know if I woke Rocky up because I, <laughs> I jotted up. So, jotted? Is jot? No, you jot something down. I jutted. I I did something like that. I jetted. I jetted up. I did. I got up. I uh, sat up. Okay. And it's so funny when I when you go through these experiences because I'm and I have of course had a lot of paranormal experiences, but when I interview or just you know talk to people on this podcast or in life that have these experiences, I'm always like. Well, did you say anything? Did you say get out or did you? Girl, my neighborhood is so quiet. I've got neighbors real close by. Like, I'm not just going to yell at what I'm going to say for the purpose of the story. I think was like 3 a.m. I don't quote me on that, but it was it was in the middle of the night. I'm I'm not just going to be like, get out. Like, I'm just not going to do that. So I um, I went back to bed. And surprisingly, I did go back to bed. And what seemed like a couple of minutes later, it happened again. (sighs) And so 
I didn't like that, but whatever. I nonetheless managed to sleep. So I, I went back to bed. I was probably, I think I was thinking, okay, this is probably in my head. Like, come on. All you do is consume ghost story content and things visiting people in the middle of the night. Like, it's probably in your head. So um, I usually set my alarm for a shameful hour for people that have normal lives. But in the in the morning, technically, and this, an hour before when I usually wake up, I believe that I heard a voice very gently in my ear, like kind of, kind of could feel it in my ear. Now, who knows when you're sleeping? Who knows? But I heard somebody say, wake up, like real nice, wake up. One of those things where it's nice until you realize that there's nobody there and then it becomes terrifying. And so I did indeed uh, follow their instructions and I woke up and I started to feel like it seemed, it seems like a needy friend. Now I'm the kind of friend, I have a lot of close friends. I am, call me Kelly Clarkson. I'm Miss Independent. I don't need, I don't need a friend that's like, what are we going to do today? Where are we going to go? I don't, I'm not, I don't have an itinerary. I'm not, you're not my responsibility. I'm not going to take you places. You're not going to just crawl into my bed and cuddle because it's sweet. I just, I, I'm not that kind of person. It feels, it felt like it was that kind of friend. It felt like it was an invisible version of one of those people that wanted to come into my life and wanted to say, what are we going to do today? Wake up, come on. No, I don't like that. And so I start putting up boundaries. I start it's, you know, saging, of course. Or Well, actually, no, I use Palo Santo. And, um, and I do a cleansing of the house. And I'm saying this time out loud, though I'm not going to lie, I do have a little bit of shame still. And I don't, I, I don't want to be too loud. I don't want my neighbors to be like, what is she doing now? We've already put up with this person leaving the house in full drag at 7 a.m. to go to a drag brunch. The neighbors have seen it. Uh, don't get me started on the things that they've seen and heard over here. <sighs> so I'm just, I got my Palo Santo and I'm, and I'm saying out loud, hey, and I'm, I'm like, hey, 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 <laughs> it's me again. Um, all right, I got to put up some boundaries. I did want, you know, positive energies and vibes and and angels, whatever, guardian angel, whatever. You know, I use a lot of different words. I do want you in my life, but you can't. Can you please not interrupt my sleep? It, you're messing, you know, it's, it had been a couple of nights where I didn't have just, I just didn't have good sleep. And... Yeah, I'm like setting up this boundary and that was that. Well, then I think that night was fine. So I'm like, okay, great. It worked. Wonderful. And then some other time within the next few days, I'm sleeping and it's it's happening a little bit more. Just little thing, not not crawling in the bed, not knocking. Just I can't even explain it, but just getting awoken and it could be in my head but like the feeling of something else in the room and I god actually the story is kind of long should I leave a cliffhanger is that rude I mean I talk about it all on Patreon let's do a cliffhanger for now you guys hate me I listen it's not every day that I have a ghost appear in my life or some kind of supernatural force appear in my life and disrupt my sleep. And so since I literally have the job of talking about ghosts um, every single week, I got to I got to pace out my my experiences when they do happen. So I actually think I will leave it as a cliffhanger. Oh, my God. I would say, listen, here's what I'll say. I will say to you before you get mad at me. So far, and this has been like a month, 
the craziest thing that has happened was that night that what I've already told you. But it's not over. Well, it's um, it's contained. Okay, before anybody starts telling me you should do this, you should do that. I pretty much took care of it. But then there was a part of me that was like, wait, I miss you. No, 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 don't, 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 don't go, don't go, don't go. I need the content. Come back. So I will, it's peaceful. It is not anything evil. I really don't think so. I think it is truly a good thing. But there's been a couple of, there's been some more activity that I could report. And I will report. Don't you worry. Okay. Anyway, you guys, I got to talk to my friend Naomi Ekparagan, who is, she is so funny. She has a comedy special on Netflix under a series called The Stand-Ups. If you just type in her name on Netflix, you'll find it, The Stand-Ups. And uh, she also has one that's coming out soon. She'll tell you about where you can hear her and see her. And she's on the TV show Mythic Quest on Apple TV, constantly doing stand-up. She was a writer on Broad City. Hello. Credits, credits, credits. I'm very grateful that she made the time. She's a lovely friend. And... um, I think that I think this is the format. I mean, I'm kind of doing the same thing with Naomi that I did with Patton and Meredith for the most part. I'm a little bit nervous about doing haunted eBay dolls every time just because I don't I first of all, I don't want these haunted eBay doll people coming for me. I don't want one of these dolls showing up on my doorstep. To say, oh, you think it's funny to make fun of our dolls? Well, here you go. Um, I don't want that. And I also don't want people to make fake profiles so that I'll read them. Um, so we'll see. I might pace those out a bit, but or maybe not. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Here's me talking paranormal with Naomi Ekparagan. On with the show. <laughs> Naomi Ekparagan. At long last. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe it. I will tell you, I my dog had a vet appointment this morning. It mm-hmm. was for 11 a.m. Why did it take like literally two hours and 20 minutes? And at one point at the end, I'm like, excuse me. I have to do a podcast about ghosts. Are we going to wrap it up? I wanted you on here for a long time. But, you know, the rule was always kind of you have to have a ghost story. And right. you've always right. been down to do it. But you said that you didn't have a ghost story. And I, I want to know what's your, where are you at with all this stuff? <laughs> I mean, I'm still sad that I don't have a ghost story. You know, when you've asked me, it's like, of course, I would love to have a ghost story. Really? But I don't. And I don't, you know, I think um, it's interesting. Do I believe in them or do I like the idea of them? Do you think that that's interchangeable? Because I like the idea of ghost inspectors. I like the idea that. Wait, what do you mean ghost um, inspectors? Ghosts and then like specters. That's what oh, I also like to call them. I thought them. you were saying Spectre. ghost inspectors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like the idea of inspecting ghosts. Absolutely. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I guess I, I thought that that was like a, a word for like Ghostbuster or something. Oh, I yeah. Didn't like know. the hunters? The no, ghost actually, inspectors. I I don't like them because it's like all just shaky camera footage. You know what I mean? Mm. Like those shows are just like they're really making a mountain out of a molehill when it comes to what they get. You know, they were like, they're like the waves on the machine are different. And then they managed to make that, what, a 28 minute program. Oh, you're not fun, Naomi. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love a bunch of people just in a room, real serious going, something touched me. I love that. I love that. I'm like, I didn't see it, but I believe you. See, I need to see it. I like when things move. You can't be telling saying to something touch me. It's like, ma'am, the window is open behind you. <laughs> I'm gonna need a real sealed off space to make it believable. We need to get you on one of those shows. I want to see you uh, join one of these TV shows and and just be doing that the whole time, debunking just everything. Debunking? I would do it. I would do it. But I'll tell you this: it's like I do want you to be right, but I am going to look for every other reason, right? To really, it's almost like a real fact checking. You say something touched you, but why don't we make sure the overhead fan isn't on first? Right. Well, you and know? I think that that is responsible 
ghost <laughs> hunting. Uh, you can't believe everything. You have to be a little bit skeptical. Because if okay. we just jump to everything's a ghost, as fun <laughs> as that is, it doesn't really help anything. But you do believe in your, you know, you obviously have ghost experiences. Do you, but you don't believe everything's a ghost? Like, are you still a little, not cynical, but are you a little um, distrusting? Yeah, I, I say skeptical because skeptical, um, I'm even skeptical of my own experiences, to be honest, where mm. I'm like, did I really, did, was that, it's just in my head. Um, yeah. But I, I think that it's, I think that that's a good thing to be. I just, um, mm-hmm. I think you can be a believer in this stuff and still doubt that everything is legit. I mean, I have been yeah. to probably over a hundred psychics in my lifetime. I what? Am, I almost have a problem when it comes to psychics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing me like in recovery for psychics. Um, <laughs> but I've been to so many of them and you can't, you know, if they tell you, you have to do this, mm-hmm. it's, you're in a weird situation where you're like, I don't know. I don't know you lady. And you're telling me <laughs> just because there's a si- a real nice neon sign out front that you paid yeah. nice money for. Then that <laughs> makes me believe that everything you say I have to do. This one psychic one time told me the second you leave this building, the most amazing thing is going to happen to you. What? Girl, I walked down Fairfax. <laughs> Not one damn thing happened to me. <laughs> so I don't know. But then I have been to some psychics that have really nailed it. So. Really? So the last time I did anything remotely psychic, it would have been, I mean, my God, it would have been 2009 or 10. All I know is I was uh, very early in my relationship with Andy. And I was backstage, though, at, uh, I think I was backstage at Comics Comedy Club, which is a club in New York that no longer exists. And it was like, we're about to do some show. And there's a woman back there. And I think that she was a a partner of a comic. Do you know what I mean? I don't think she was a performer. But we're just like chit-chatting. And then she was like, oh, you know, I am a palm reader and do tarot. And I was like, ah, yay. Do you feel like doing it? You know? And she like is reading my palm. And... And I said something about being in a relationship. And she was like, okay, well, what I'm seeing here is, is this person, you know, this is a good relationship, but this is not the one. This is just like a nice moment. Cut to 13 years later, I am still with that person. Years. And every now and then I think, okay, if we break up, was the palm reader, right? Was she like, well, he wasn't the one. Oh, no. But that's what she said to me. And I just remember being like, okay. Well, which is also like, it's such a safe thing to say, right? Because- 99.9% of relationships are not quote unquote low. That one, is true. Statistically, is. it's a good, you have a good bet guessing that, I guess. Did you have gloves on? Did you have <laughs> anything on your hand that may have skewed her vision? You know what? My hands were probably ashy, and that could have affected the read. An ashy little palm. <laughs> have you gone to a psychic on purpose? Um, no. Except I was like, you know what movie I loved when I was little and like why I was like, ooh, I want to go to a psychic? Ghost. Was the movie Teen Witch. Oh. <laughs> did you see Teen Witch? I did. Do you know did, that yes. actress? Are you who's talking also about Poltergeist? Zelda Rubenstein. Yes, I'm talking about Zelda Rubenstein. Wait, okay. You know what? I'm I've been really leaning into synchronicities lately, and I love the idea of synchronicities. Today, as I was in my bathroom, I was thinking mm-hmm. about talking to you. And for some reason, I was thinking about Zelda Rubenstein. What? That's insane. Well, actually, I know why. Actually, I know why. Because why? later on, I wanted to tell you about a famous poltergeist that they say inspired the movie Poltergeist. I okay. think that's why I was thinking. Here I go, being yeah. skeptical. But I was thinking <laughs> about Zelda Rubenstein, who might be my favorite actress of all time. <laughs> of all time. That movie Teen Witch, because it's like, you know, she in that movie, she, you know, she's like, quote unquote, dowdy girl, you know, and like has a crush on the hot boy from afar. And then she's like walking by herself in a storm. And then she gets to Zelda's house and Zelda is like, you're a witch. And I was like, always like, oh, I just wish like a, a small old woman would tell me my destiny, you know? <laughs> well, why don't you go visit one? I know a lot of small old women that will tell you. But are they good? I'm really, I really don't like the idea of being hustled. Okay. Mm. It's like why I don't like even like, and I don't even just mean something, you know, like palm reading. It's like, 
if you say you're going to come fix something in my house, you better be the real deal. You know what I mean? I can't have no shady ass plumber. Like, right. I just don't like this. It's just like, how do I know if this person is good? And how are we defining good? Like their connection to the other side? Sure. And and I, I always say in support of psychics, I don't believe that there's a single one that is always right. It mm-hmm. just it mm-hmm. just can't possibly be that way. But but I do believe that they can be a lot of the times, but <laughs> like, they wouldn't always be right. There's just no yeah. way we would yeah. worship them if they were always <laughs> That's right. True. They would be gods. They would be gods among us. Exactly. What about synchronicities for you? Is that something that you. I, it's interesting. I don't know. I do think that there have been times. I do think a lot of times in my life I've had a feeling of deja vu that has been so intense. I was like, can I see the future? Do you know what I mean? When you really feel like you were like, I have been here before. And it's something that is, it's not like something part of your daily routine where you feel like I've been here before, but something where it's like, I've like been in this conversation with this person who I'm just meeting right now. Mm. Does that happen to you ever? Yes. What is that? I don't know. I think it's, I think sometimes like it's interesting. I think for me, I feel a very instant connection to people. Not everyone, but like when I feel it is instant in a way that like, I'm very easily like, I want to know her, you know, like that's how I felt about you. I was like, I'm in love. And it's really interesting when that happens. Cause it's like, I think though, to me, it is a frequency thing. I think I'm drawn to people who have a very calming energy mm. and calming meaning not necessarily like, like you're here to soothe other people but like you exude a sense of calm that I find so appealing and I'm like how how I want to go to there and it's just like really like it's it's really wild because I'll just be like like my stomach will kind of nod up and it's just like this feeling of like oh my god this person's great yeah. and they like haven't said anything yet <laughs> Can I tell you about a um, a famous poltergeist? <gasps> Please. Okay, it's called the Seaford Poltergeist. Seaford. Which is not to be confused with the diet I'm on, which is the seafood <laughs> diet. There she is. I don't know if you're there familiar with this. Uh, <laughs> the way it works is if I see food, I eat it. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so this is not that. This is the Seaford okay. Poltergeist, okay. not okay. diet. Okay, so I got a lot of this information from the Psy Encyclopedia website. And this is a case that is said to have inspired the poltergeist. So it took place in Seaford. I, I feel like I'm hitting that hard. I'm sure it's just Seaford. 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 Seaford, probably. I but, where? but where is it? Seaford. <laughs> is it what Seaford, Massachusetts? Long Island, New York. Long Island. Okay. Okay. Be, we're in a time before Teresa Caputo, the Long Island <laughs> medium, who would have <laughs> solved this in a flash. <laughs> so this is a really interesting story because it did take place like really quickly. It was just like a, a moment in time that happened. The Herman family. So we're yep. talking about James and Lucille Herman, and they have mm-hmm. a son and a daughter. Now, is this adorable? I'm not sure. But their kids were named James and Lucille. No, it's not adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I don't like it. I don't like it. It's like a mini version of us. Exactly. But you guys are married and your children are (laughs) siblings. Do you see where it's already a little off? Yeah. You see? It's already a little off. And then it's also like... Why don't you let your child be their own person? Mm. Um, why are you so obsessed with yourself? If you want to name something after yourself, I think you could. it could be a pet, but not another person. Okay. Well, that's why the ghosts were drawn to them, I guess. <laughs> the evil in that house. <laughs> so in February of 1958, wow. little James Jr., who at the time <laughs> was 12, Lucille was 13, he comes home from school and he goes to his dresser and he has a toy ship on it and a ceramic doll and they're bro- they're both broken. <gasps> and Lucille Senior? Do you call ladies seniors? I feel like I you think don't. in this instance when they name a child after themselves. <laughs> uh, big Lucille. Uh <laughs> big Mama Lucille. Lucille. <laughs> Mama Lucille. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so she's good. she goes into her room, and on her dresser is a small bottle of holy water with the cap Uh-oh. off, and it's spilled all over the place. What? So either somebody is rooting around their dressers, or, and I'm more inclined to believe this option, we got ourselves a poltergeist. <laughs> so over 45 minutes, there are bottle caps flying off of all kinds of bottles in the house. No. Nonstop. And we're talking everything. Uh, over the course of five weeks, there are, if it's a bottle, say goodbye to your 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 top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bleach, paint thinner. Oh, my perfume, God. Perfume, wine medications, shampoo, the house is wet, and I imagine it's smelling funky. (laughs) And so there's constantly things flying around the house. Figurines are flying and and colliding and smashing in the air. Um, It starts to get into bigger stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. it becomes furniture, lamps. No. Yes. And then, allegedly, a bookcase was turned upside down. That is crazy. What are you saying? So the last occurrence took place on March 10th. So we started out, when was this? February to March. Mm -hmm. So it's like a quick, it was five weeks, I guess. So on four different occasions, it was so violent that the family was like, fuck this. We are (laughs) out of here. So they left um, and stayed with friends for a total of six nights. And It's weird because it's 1958. It's like, who do you call? Exactly. I was just thinking. When every single bottle is getting popped off, which, (laughs) P.S., another name for this case is called the popper. The popper. (laughs) The popper poltergeist or the popper. The popper incident. Uh, Not to be confused with a few popper incidents I had in my 20s, which is very (laughs) different. Um, this is perfect for pride. Yeah, the happy poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> so they called the police, and James Sr. assumed that it was little James Jr. playing tricks. Uh-huh. But one day he said in a, an actual formal police statement that he, James Sr., was brushing his teeth, and he saw a medicine bottle and a shampoo bottle move in in the bathroom at the same time, and there was no James Jr. around doing it so he was like what is going on here so this cop comes by does an inspection of the house and uh with the family here while he was there with the family he heard noises in the bathroom he went in there there was a bottle of shampoo that had fallen there was a bottle of kaopeptate that was in the (laughs) sink um and so the, a guy named D- Detective Joseph Tazi was assigned mm. to do full-time duty in the house. And, what? Um, That's crazy to think that in 1958, they were just like, you, your job is to just sit here and let us know if bottles pop. Exactly. Uh, yeah. This is the kind of stuff the cops are, can handle. Okay? Don't give them anything more than that. I know. Just sit here, make a log if a bottle pops. Exactly. So they have a cousin <laughs> named Marie Martha. And Marie, Marie Martha, Martha? Martha. Martha. Okay. Martha. Not Martha. <laughs> not Martha Stewart. It's Marie Martha. Marie so Martha. Their cousin, Marie Martha. She witnessed a figurine fly rapidly in the air and a cap on a bottle of ink popped off loudly and it threw ink all over the damn plates. Now that <gasps> is, that's too much. That is truly a messy bitch, that poltergeist. But I imagine truly. it's the 50s where they would have those plastic covers on the couches and stuff. I don't know, maybe. Well, you could only hope. I mean, having two little children, maybe. But, I mean, think about the rug. You know there's carpet, honey. Oh, it was, of course, carpeted. I mean, come on. <sighs> so annoying, these damn poltergeists. Um, so... They ended up having journalists come from Newsweek, Time Magazine, New York Times, the London Evening News. They all came by, which, girl, I wish I could get this kind of press. I'll pop some (laughs) bottles. I'll pop bottles. Um, Did anything happen for them? Sorry. Like, I guess what I'm interested in is like, you know, this is like a five week moment. Is this happening all the time? Because it's like one of those things where, you know, if this was a movie, it would happen. You would have someone come over and nothing would happen. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? And then everyone would be like, you crazy. Well, we're you crazy, Lucille. That's the part we're getting to. Um, so a journalist from Newsweek stayed the night and he witnessed a dresser fall over and a lamp being overturned. There was a physicist that came by and witnessed a bookcase being turned upside down. What? The parapsychology laboratory of Duke University sent some guys <laughs> over and they saw some shit. Uh, okay, wow. So this is not a secret ghost. This is a ghost that's like letting everyone know I'm here. This is my house. Oh, yeah. The ghost this is, is like, real, yeah. uh, this is what I've trained for. I, we got the <laughs> press here. I'm going to give them a show. <laughs> I want there to be a Zelda Rubenstein movie about this. <laughs> so they ruled out a bunch of possibilities. These uh, guys from the parapsychology laboratory of Duke university, um, mm-hmm. they looked into vibrations that could have been from planes shaking the house or mm-hmm. plumbing um, chimney winds coming through uh, <laughs> high frequency radio waves, problems with air circulation, like all the logical explanations mm-hmm. it would seem they couldn't find any of those reasons. They conceded that many of the events could have been from those naughty little kids playing jokes Mm -hmm. because the kids were present for most of the stuff that went down. However, there are many events where the kids were confirmed to not be present and Mm -hmm. they grilled them hardcore with the detectives. (laughs) And I guess the dad was really thinking it was a little boy and they got him to the point of tears where where he was like, I didn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> it was a no. ghost as he's got like ink all over his hands uh, <laughs> but they found no evidence that the kids were secretly magicians which mm-hmm, was something mm-hmm. that they thought and yeah i mean that that would be some amazing magic honestly uh Truly. but they did tests to see if someone could create some kind of gas pressure in the bottles that would make the uh-huh. that's what i was thinking like if you were a magician that would be the work of like shaking a bottle and then loosely putting the cap back on right right if it's soda but like i don't know what you do for like bleach and ink yeah well it's like you could probably do like a baking soda um, true. little volcanoes yes little science fair volcanoes everywhere totally oh <laughs> and then it smells awful um but they they tried different things like that and they saw that it would either burst the container completely mm-hmm. or it would seep out from under the lid, whatever the gas that they uh-huh. put in it. But I don't know, maybe the kid had a secret recipe that they didn't try. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt I doubt little Jimmy Jr. in Seaford, Long Island has some secret skill no one knew about. I just have a feeling they were regular. Well, okay, so they also wondered why the family would have called the police if they were making it up. I don't know. Of course, absolutely. They liked the theory, these parapsychologists, they liked the theory that it was recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis from James Jr., uh, which basically that's, um, that's some carry shit. You know, <laughs> which, um, okay. you know, they from other cases that that the parapsychologist people were aware of, aware of or they had investigated themselves. They saw that a lot of times these kinds of cases are centered around one person. And since when he was mm. around, shit was always going down. Could it be he's moving things around with his brain, his whether mind. he realizes uh-huh. it or not? Okay, so so this could be like part of his puberty is what we're saying. Yes, exactly. Uh So they did refuse a lie detector test, the whole family, but they Mm. said it was because they didn't want to subject the kids to to that. So Okay, okay. okay. That's pretty much the conclusion of that story. But But wait, no, so wait. So wait, what? What happened? So what, like March 10th, like March 11th, there was just nothing else? They were just done? It's over. It just stopped? Like the, like the like, Sopranos. Stay in our house. It's like the Sopranos <laughs> final season just goes to black. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm sorry. Do we have any information on who lived in this house before them? I mean, if you're telling me there's a damn department at Duke University, can somebody get on a microfiche? Give me some research. Who was living in the Seaford Herman house before? But they were living there already when it started. It's not like they moved in and it started. It was just like a rapid it was like a, a a flash mob or like remember those <laughs> it was like something that just popped up improv everywhere or whatever exactly so okay it popped up and it popped off 
Exactly. In more ways the popper. The popper popped off. I believe that somebody lived there before, and I would. Here's my theory on what the poltergeist. Okay. Was. And because From, it's popping bottles, it's creating messes, it's doing a lot of household things. This was the ghost of the woman who was like the lady of the house before. Uh huh. And she did not like the way Lucille kept her house. Oh. She did not like the way big Lucille was running her home. <laughs> okay. And she said, I'm going to cause problems here. Uh huh. I'm going to make her clean because she doesn't seem to want to. I am going to like ruin what she thinks is pretty by like throwing ink everywhere. See, this is what be getting me. Rosalind. Uh-huh. This is what I'm calling you now. Okay. That's okay. Thank you. Rosalind, I need details on the previous occupants of the Seaford home. Oh, God, I hate when people ask me questions after I already did no, my research. you don't have to tell me. I don't know anything I'm going to do else. it myself. Well, I'm going to do it myself. If you're taking facts from me, that's a you problem, okay? <laughs> this is just what I've read online. I didn't get to that part, but... I'm going to find out. I I'm going to do some research I now. believe in... Like telekinesis, psychokinesis. I believe in this kind of stuff. People being able to move things with their mind. I think that something like that can just happen. A lot of times poltergeist cases are like this. They just kind of manifest and then they head on out to the next town. (laughs) It's interesting you say you believe in people moving things with their minds. I don't know if I believe in like a living person having a power. But I very much believe that like a spirit can linger and ruin things. I mean, quite frankly, I feel like I am already haunting my own home. Do you know what I mean? I just like (laughs) walk around barefoot in a pajama dress, (laughs) just sobbing softly. And he's like, is that you? Is that creature? (laughs) So I already feel like... I can't, like, when I am dead, I will continue to engage in that behavior. Yeah. You know? Well, you don't believe that people can move things in their mind, but with your mind, you have moved me (laughs) many times, (laughs) as I've heard you do your brilliant comedy. Oh, my God. That was a good one. Thank you. That was good, Russ. That was like a pickup (laughs) line. That was weird. Uh Um, Okay. I want to tell you about a phenomenon that I'm obsessed with. Okay, please eBay haunted dolls. (gasps) What? There is a world that I am very much, I'm very involved in the community. And by that, (laughs) I mean, I go to eBay, I screenshot pictures and I laugh about it. There are. Wait, so are these like Annabelle's? These are aspiring Annabelle's. The goal is to one day become Annabelle. Annabelle is like the Kim Kardashian of the haunted doll world okay Okay. these are all micro influencers i'm giving them a platform let's Mm. see what they Mm. do with it but this is my reality show try and (laughs) search for the next annabelle (laughs) okay so today we're going to talk about sonia kyle can you show us sonia now here's Ah! sonia (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so sorry you guys, Sonia's already so scary. You have to describe it. I can't even look. No, you describe Sonia. Well, okay, okay. She's got a pearl necklace on. She's got some lace. Lace is very popular in the haunted doll world. Absolutely. You need lace. Lace is almost like the textile version of a dream catcher. Okay. That is why <laughs> lace is popular. It's catching your thoughts. It's catching your imagery. Now, let me tell you. I, now, I'm looking through my fingers, you guys, because Sonia's very upsetting to me. And part of what it is, okay, so Sonia... She is, she has reddish hair, almost auburn, let's say, not a fiery red. Right. Her eyes are closed and she has a little smile. And I think that's what's scaring me. What's scaring me is also because it's like her smile, it's like little, but it's a tight smile. So it's like a full cheek. She almost looks like, she looks like she could be 47, but she is meant to be a child doll. Right. And it it can be kind of difficult sometimes with dolls. I never really thought much about dolls, but ever since I became obsessed with looking at pictures of dolls on eBay, <laughs> there's a lot of what I call grandma babies where I don't okay, know if yep. it's a grandma or if it's a baby. <laughs> exactly. It's a very fine line. She has very light, light eyebrows, yes. which, you know, also is off-putting to me. And then it looks like she has almost a Harry Potter scar on her forehead. Uh-huh. And her uh, hair it's like a little of, scar. It's kind of Valerie Cherish, I feel. <laughs> yes, from, yes, yes. From yes. the comeback. I'm going to read to you about Sonia, because the best part okay. of these is that they come with pretty detailed backstories so that okay. you know before you buy Sonia what you're getting yourself into. So 
It says, with asterisks at the top, it says, this is a repost because the person who won the first bid never paid. So please don't (laughs) flip out on me here. (laughs) It says, I have been calling the spirit Sonia. However, she isn't very communicative. (laughs) I've had difficulty getting her to communicate even with my pendulum or with tarot cards. However, she does sometimes answer questions. She also often flickers my lights. I discovered that she also has taste in TV shows. She didn't... (laughs) She didn't like Frasier, which which I had played in the background while I cleaned. She turned the TV off over and over until I gave up and started watching Parks and Recreation instead. (laughs) Apparently, that was okay. Because of her lack of of communication, I don't know much about her background. I get the sense that she isn't human. However, I wouldn't quote me on that. Sometimes I get weird picture flashes of her being mistreated in her current form and vessel. However, I'm not sure if those are real or if she is confused. If she is confused. What? She the confused? (laughs) The actual vessel is about 13 inches tall and her arms are about 10 inches. She has some marks and a stain on her skin and dress. Ew, I don't like it being called skin. It's not skin. No, it's not skin. Her Her body is soft, but the rest is porcelain. Oh. She is in a permanent kneeling position. Her hair Ah! is a little frizzy and might benefit from someone who can fix it. Also, her (laughs) hair seems to be coming unglued. If you're looking to solve a mystery or for a unique spirit, I recommend checking out Sonia. What? Okay, I have a question about this entire thing. Okay. Now... Who is the who is the buyer for this? Like you're saying you look or whatever, but like if you believe spirits are real, like I get that part, but like why would you want one in the house? Um you see what I'm saying? Honestly, sometimes these sound like a roommate. If you live alone, okay. Particularly like when I was thinking during lockdown, if you're alone and you're like, I would just wish I could watch TV with somebody. You know, I wish that I could. And you would just like put Sonia next to you and hope she didn't change the channel. Yes. Don't put on Frasier because, <laughs> I mean, fuck Kelsey Grammer. We, exactly. We don't want well, no, no one needs Frasier. Yeah, we don't want Frasier. So Sonia's got good. It does say she has taste in TV shows. Yeah, taste. Yeah. Um, But I imagine maybe this wow. person bought her during the pandemic and they're like, she's not talking. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to get a friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I bring all this up because I was wondering if I was to buy you, Sonia, would you house Sonia? Absolutely not. You would be dead to me. I'm going to tell you why. Because (laughs) Well, I'm going to hop in Sonia's sister. (laughs) If I'm dead, you'll find me. Great. And then I'm being haunted by you. I'm being haunted by you. My problem is, okay, so a very formative film for me. As a child, which is the problem, I saw at age six in the theaters, Child's Play. Mm, love it. And that terrified me. Like, to the point now, you know, there's like a TV show or whatever. Like, I can't look at Chucky in any Aww. form without, like, it's just like, it is scary to me. Um, and my cousins, um, when I was growing up, I had a doll. Me and my, so me and my cousin, she has three older brothers, but she and I were six months apart. So we were always friends. And we would like, the adults would like get us the same stuff all the time. So we both have these dolls named Susie Scribbles. You would put a cassette tape in Susie and she would like say stuff and she would like, you know, write, you know, a little like automated thing or whatever. Oh, that's creepy. That has some potential to be some. Well. Okay. Let me tell you what happened. So one day my cousin hurled her brothers who, you know, love to be mean. They were like, Naomi, come here. Susie has something to tell you. And they turned her on. And I guess, again, she used, she required cassette tapes. So they had obviously done something because they turned her on and she goes, hi, Naomi. I'm Susie, Chucky's sister. Want to play? I screamed, cried, locked myself in the bathroom until an adult came home. 
I was convinced she was going to kill me and come for me. But wait, and my e- they what? programmed her to say that? Yeah, they pretty much like recorded over a cassette tape. Okay. And then put that tape in the doll. Oh, that's mean. It was terrifying. And so for me, like, I am scared of dolls. I do think dolls are scary and creepy. Like, even even Sonia, who you showed me, like, her eyes were closed. Like, just their expressions. And then, and even with closed eyes, because normally for me what freaks me out is the, bright, the wide open eyes. Mm. It's like, what are you staring at? But just, like, there's something about them, you know? And they're almost always Caucasian, which can never be trusted. <laughs> and they're just, like, so scary. So the idea of, like, Oh, just like thinking of a doll and the way it's like looking at you. Like if you have a Sonia and like you put Sonia what? Like on a mantle, on a shelf. She's, you got to watch your back is what I'm saying. You got to watch your back if you got one of these damn dolls in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, you make a good argument. I'm not going to buy <laughs> it for you. I just want it to be, you know, a gracious host. I thought it was a well, nice. Well, do you have one? Do you have a haunted doll? No. <laughs> God, Naomi, I, what do you? Who do you think I am? I would never have something like that in my house. <laughs> hey, you want to hear some ghost voices? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's time for EVPs or EV please. Have you ever heard the term EVP? No, what's it mean? Well, those ghost shows that you don't watch, they do a thing <laughs> called, uh, it's well, it's a thing called EVP, which is electronic voice phenomena. So it's basically mm. anytime a ghost is recorded speaking. Oh, wow. Now, my other favorite place besides eBay is YouTube. And on YouTube, you will find thousands of people's EVPs. And I wow. found two okay. of them for us today. And I would love okay. if you could tell me what you think this ghost is saying. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll, we'll guess. And I'll give you some options that are uh, what the actual ghost hunter believes they got it saying. Okay. Okay? okay. So this was posted by Anthony Anderson. What? From Blackish. The- I know. Is it the actor? No, actually, I have found this guy's EVPs before. He has some good ones. I, as far as I know, it is not the same Anthony Anderson. <laughs> but don't quote me on it. It could be. Um, it was recorded in his bedroom while he was sleeping, and oh this was in 2011. So there is a little bit of 2011 quality here when it comes mm-hmm. to the audio capture. But mm-hmm. tell me what you hear this ghost saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Let me play it again. <laughs> that is not a ghost. That's an EV police. Okay. Do you have any guesses? <laughs> Can you give me a guess of any sort? I'll play it one more time. Okay. Okay. So at best, what I think is this is the ghost of a Kathy cartoon because all I'm hearing is "ack." <laughs> the ghost of a Kathy cartoon. That's all I can hear. Uh, now I'm picturing the Kathy cartoon haunting Anthony Anderson, comedic <laughs> actor. Um, okay. Now Anthony Anderson did not think that it was the ghost of a Kathy cartoon saying "ack." Okay. One of these is the correct answer. Is it A, I want you bad, boo? <laughs> is it B, I'm in a bad mood? Is it what? C, I need the bathroom? <laughs> or is it D, just like someone doing a real bad beatboxing attempt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me play it again. It's one of those options. Okay. I think it's bad beatboxing. It really does sound like beatboxing. Like, it sounds like (laughs) the next part would have been that. (laughs) Like that that (laughs) move, you know? (laughs) They believe it's I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. 
Wow. See, this is why I can't watch these programs, because that don't sound like nothing to me, Russ. Okay, well, you're going to change your mind about this stuff with this next one. Okay, okay, I'm ready. My heart is still open. This was posted by Gargoyle661. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your boy G661. I know what you're talking about. Gargoyle661 <laughs> recorded this at the Silver Queen Mine Road. Oh, this one's very different. There's no beats to this one. This is like no. a whisper. Okay. Yes, yeah, scary. Ah! Wow. Any that guesses? Was scary. Um, I'm hearing like no one, but I'm like, that's not it. It's like more of a phrase, but I, I'm like hearing like no one. Or something. Ooh. Well, let me give you some options. Okay, give me some options. Is it A, wait, what? <laughs> Is it B, give me water? Is it C, I don't want to? Or D, Barbara Walters? <laughs> okay, here it is. Okay. I don't want to. It is. I hear it's, it. I don't want to. I don't want I to. Do. Oh, that's so scary. Wait, let me play it again. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. That was scary. That was scary. All right, that let's do like one last thing person. here. Um, I'm just going to say a bunch of paranormal, unexplainable things. And I just want to hear if you have any thoughts on it, if you have any experiences locked away deep in your brain. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is my favorite one to ask people about, I think. Bigfoot. Where you at? <laughs> um, I do not think... Look, I grew up in the city, so I don't know nothing about no creatures. Right. Okay? See, you grew up in literally New York City. Yes, yes. So, you know, the only Bigfoot I know is the person stomping upstairs. You know what I mean? The neighbor upstairs <laughs> in the apartment. Okay? That's as far as I know a Bigfoot. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think Bigfoot is real. I think that there are too many actual animals that just, like, can stand upright. And I think people were like, look, and I'm telling you this as someone who liked the movie Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, okay? When I was a child, yes. I loved it. I thought, wow, I was like, stay, be part of the family. This is beautiful. So it's not like I am against a Bigfoot. I just really like, what proof do we have that there's a Bigfoot? That could just be somebody with like a LeBron-sized shoe walking in the woods, and then you see a big brown bear. But what about the shaky videos that people take? You mean the blurry, blurry videos? Yeah. (laughs) That's proof. That's proof that something was in the shadows. And if it correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the forest all shadows? The wilderness is just all shadows, trees and shadows. Mm, I don't go in the woods, so I have no clue. Would never. Would never. Do, the woods to me are scarier than anything else. Maybe the ocean. But Oh my god, I was gonna say that. I was like, woods, you know, and you know what it is? It's to me it is I'm afraid of a limitless expanse. The idea that if you look out in any direction, you can't see anything but that, right? Like mm. when you're on the water and you look out and you're like, where is the land? Where yeah. is, right? Like, and then also when you're in the forest and you turn, you like look around and it's like, all I see is tree. Right. That's terrifying to me. Cause it's almost like you're like not on the planet. You know what I mean? Like you're almost in like a Bermuda triangle type situation. Mm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. scary. Naomi, wait, growing <laughs> up in New York, I was recently just talking to somebody on this podcast about this, that New York, it's so weird because it must be so haunted. But mm-hmm. like I on this show have not hear, heard a ton of ghost stories in New York City. Do you did you ever know of any growing up or anything like that? 
No, not at all. It was never that you know, place I that thought... was like, don't be, don't go in that building. There's a ghost. No, there was like nothing like that. I think because New York is so densely populated. My theory is that it's really easy to be a ghost in New York and just like go unattended. Like no one will notice you. Right. Because it's like, you may think you hear something, but then very quickly you're like, oh, the radiator is leaking. Right. Like there's so much going on that I think if you're a ghost, you can just ghost it up and you're never going to be exercised. You're never going to be saged. Like people don't know you're there. When people are just like in their own world, like they're, they might not be looking around at every single human that they see. Cause there's just so many humans. Because think about the real, when I think of ghosts, you know, a big thing I think about is like New England and, you know, these movies like The Haunting of Hill House. These are large, empty, kind of like either old, empty houses or just like tiny towns or like the houses, you know, the nearest neighbor is a half mile away or whatever. The kind of settings where it's like easy to pick up on noise and be like, something is amiss. Right. You know? Which reminds me, do you, do you know do you know about The Conjuring? The Conjuring? Yes, Did the you movie? ever see the mm-hmm. movie? No. Too scary. It is scary. So this house, it's a real house. It's a real case. And it just sold for $1.5 million. What? And it's in uh, Rhode Island, just sort of (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. It's surrounded by trees. Of course. course. And it was sold in 2019 for $439,000. What? What are you telling me? How did people... Just because of the movie? Well, no, no, because the movie was already out when they bought it for four hundred and thirty-nine. Uh, it the people that moved in are were ghost hunters, and they started charging people to come in and stay overnight, okay. and they turned it into a business. And so when they put it on the market, there was actually a bidding war, and it ended up going to somebody for wow. one point five million dollars. That's insane. And the woman that bought it is thinking about turning it into like an event venue. So I don't know. Would would you ever consider staying in the world's most haunted house? Um, doing a, an event there for some a wedding? Well, I was going to say, I'm like, what about a wedding? I was like, a new wedding location? Wedding I could see you getting married in a haunted I house. I could see me Rota. doing that. Yes. <laughs> what about past lives? Hmm. This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. I I think when you go, you go. You're gone. That's it. And that's it. I don't think I don't think you're coming back. So I really don't. What do you think a ghost is? A ghost is somebody who died and then was just like, either I like causing trouble, I'm bored, you know what I mean? Like just like on the spiritual plane and said, I want to stay here. A ghost isn't like somebody, it's not like a return. It's like somebody who was like, mm, I don't feel like leaving. Right. It's like, you yeah. got to go. I don't want, it's like those ladies that get dragged off of airplanes for not wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, exactly. we need you to go. I have my rights. I own this house. Ma'am. I, I paid for this house. <laughs> this is my house. I paid for it. Like, we need you out. Uh, well, Naomi, it's time to wrap it up. However, <gasps> I don't want to. <laughs> um, Naomi, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope I wasn't too skeptical. No, it's perfect. I think you're great. Um, (laughs) Tell people where they can find you, the pod, the special, all of it, Uh, the TV show. (laughs) Come visit me. Um, You can see my half hour special on Netflix, season three of The Stand Ups. Mm. That is right there on Netflix. You can listen to my podcast, Couples Therapy, which Roz has been on, as well as my podcast, I Love a Lifetime Movie. And that is a podcast where, yes, we recap Lifetime movies. All right. So it is what it is. And you better just get on board. And also uh, June 7th, starting June 7th, you'll be able to see a new five minute set I did on Netflix on That's My Time with David Letterman. Okay. So, fun, fun, fun. Oh, my God. Naomi. And you made time for me. I'm honored. <laughs> no better way to spend a day. Thank you to the lovely, hilarious Naomi Eggparagon. 
Make sure you go to patreon.com slash Dres for less link in description for a weekly podcast this week of me talking about paranormal stuff on my own and a weekly video. Please subscribe and tell your friends. I want ghost stories. Send me ghost stories. Uh, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You could send them. We have a Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. And, um, or you can leave in a five-star review and um, tell your friends about the show. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez. TikTok and Twitter is at It's Roz Hernandez. And um, I love you. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Starbanes Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.